morning, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off. Tractate Yuma, the sixth chapter, 64b. Four lines in the bottom. So we have an argument. We discussed the argument in Rabbi If one of the goats die and you have to bring another set, and then you drew a lot, so which, and then you have basically you have three goats. And one of them was uh, the only one that's uh, only one for the only have one for the being thrown off the, the, the Azazel. and you have two that were designated and won the lottery to be offered as a carbon. So which one do you bring? So Rav says you bring the first from the first pair, and Rabbi Yechonah says you bring from the last pair. So the mother now asks, and now tonight we learn. Our Mishnah Shein Chatesibur Meis. I'm sorry. Uh, Tanan. Yeah, Tanan. Shein Chatesibur Meis. Mishnah says that the other one, the second one, you send off to pasture until it gets a defect. And the reason why you're able to redeem it, sell it, and use the money and give it as a donation to buy a sacrifice to be offered on the altar, or burnt offering, is because in Chatzibur Mesa. So when we have the five, the five sin offerings that that we received, Allah that they die, that the owner dies, so the animal has to die. So, so since it doesn't apply, the concept of an owner dying doesn't apply um, in the case of a community, because a community never dies. So to the other instances, we already achieve an atonement through another sacrifice, also the animal doesn't die. So what do we see from there? But how do yachid ke'a but if you had an individual, it wasn't a community. You had two animals that were separated, designated for one single thing. And you achieve an atonement for one of them, and the other one is still present. He made So then it would die. Only in this case, since it belongs to the community, instead of dying, you send it out to pasture, and, with, and until it gets a defect, and the money you purchase, a sacrifice be offered in the open. According to Rabbi Echanan, you can understand why, in this case, the animal would die. Look at Rabbi Abba Marav. I'm Rabbi Abba Marav. Rabbi Marav. Hakel Maidim. Shem Niskaper. He's commenting on the argument between Rebbe and the and the rabbis. That if a person separates a sin offering and then it's lost, and then he separates another sin offering. And you find the first one after you separated the second one. You find the first one that was lost. Now I have two sin offerings in front of me for one sin. So according to Rabbi, pick whatever, whichever one you want. 
as a sin offering, and the other one dies. The other animal, the other designated animal has to die. The rabbis disagree. And says, no, when do you say that a sin offering, it's one of the five, that if a sin offering, that the owner achieved an atonement, and the other designated animal dies, it's only if you find it after, after he already achieved his atonement. He, he dedicated an animal, he lost the animal, he went dedicated a new one, offered it in the temple, and then he discovers it, uh, he was in his backyard all the time, he found it, whatever. Then, then you say that's one of the five cases in which in that case the animal dies. But if you just separate and designated the second one, and you found the first one before you even offered any, any of the sin offerings, before the uh, owner achieved an atonement, in that case, you don't die. In that case, the rabbis say, let, let it out to pasture until, let it out to graze until it gets a defect. And on this, Rabbi Abba said in the name of Rav, that even the rabbis agree. That even if you find the lost one, after you designated the second one, before you offer it as a sacrifice, she'im niskaper b'shein avuda, avuda meis. That if you achieve an atonement with the one that wasn't lost, with the second one that was designated, then the one that was lost dies. Because when do the rabbis argue only if you achieve an atonement with the first one? After you find it, you offer the first one that was lost and found. Then the rabbis say that the second one you set out to pasture to, until it gets a defect. At what point? Because just before you spill, just before you do sprinkling, you got the blood, you're all ready because you lost the first one. But then the guy's carrying the bucket of blood to the, and all of a sudden, hey, we found the first one. Right, because it says right. So it's not, it's not, um, it's not counted as a as a case of a sin offering that's lost. In other words, he only separated the second one. That only if you don't find the if you don't find the lost one, then we're gonna then we're gonna designate this as a sin offering. But what if, at the end of the day, you had these two animals in front of you, and you chose to achieve an atonement with the second one, the replacement, not with the one that was lost and found, then even the rabbis agree with the rabbi that the one that's lost and found has to die. So therefore now we can understand what, according to Rabbi Echno, we can understand what our Mishnah means. How does it die? Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, you, you, you lock it up? It? No, you lock it up and starve it to death. You just don't feed it, right? <laughs> no. Starvation diet. As he says, so now we can understand the mission. When the mission says that the second goat, the second goat, of the of the first pair should be sent out to pasture. Rabbi Yechon says, which which yeah. goat do you use? The second one, the new one. Yeah. 
the replacement. That's why it makes sense that, you, that, that the, the second one is the first one you set out to pasture until until it gets a defect. Because it's considered because it's a chatas sibur doesn't die. But if it was a chatas yachid, if it in this scenario it belonged to a yachid, a private it was a private person, not the communal case, then he should have died. Why? Because it was lost and it was found and it was pushed off. And you found it, and nevertheless, which animal did you use? Not the one that was lost and found, that was pushed off, but you used the new one, the replacement. In this case, even the rabbis agree with the rabbi. Everyone holds that it dies. But El, Rav, Rav says that you use the first, you use the, the, from the first lottery, from the first pair. That's the one that you offer as a sacrifice. So in that case, even if it was in a private individual, why would it die? Since it's, it was pushed off, but then you, you drew another lot. So I like, now I have two animals in front of me before you achieve an atonement. So not only in the case of a community, it wouldn't die. Even in the case of an individual, it wouldn't die. Because I'm using, I'm using the first one. When you use the first one, the rabbis say the replacement doesn't have to die. At one time, that one of them is lachrayis. Let's say a person, you have one sin, you need one animal, but you designate two animals, just in case. If anything happens to one, I have a replacement right away. Then you achieve an atonement with one of them, and the other one, it's not one of the five, it's not the category, one of the five that it dies, the animal dies. No, in this case, I feel the Rebbe. Even according to the Rebbe, even Rebbe would agree. In this case. Because it was never lost. One of them dies. He had to bring another pair. So even Rebbe would agree in this case that the, 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 it wouldn't die. So why, why does the mission have to give, since the mission gives a reason, that the reason why you set it out to pasture until it gets a defect is because it belongs to the community. Why it has nothing to do, nothing to do, and the community doesn't die, nothing to do with the community. Even if it was in the case of a personal individual, in this case scenario, it, 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 he would not die. According to Rabbi Eichen, it makes sense. Because according to Rabbi Eichen, and since you're using the, the new one, the replacement, you're pushing off the original, the designators, and then it would die in the case of the individual. It's only because a community doesn't die. I think my answers. The Rav holds that our Mishnah follows the Rebbe. And here it's not like the case of Rav Eishia. Our Mishnah is not like the case of Rav Eishia where initially, off the bat, he designated two at the same time. One just as a backup. Because since Rav said that Rav holds the Mitzvah is with the first one. So when he separates, when he designates the second goat, and he knows he's only gonna, he's only, and, and he only knows he's never gonna offer it. So may cut It's like initially you're setting it up to get lost. In when you designate two goats at the same time, two animals at the same time, I don't know which one is which. I'm just saying, just in case one, so I'll, I will have a replacement ready. Right. 
But here, when you're designated, since it's a mitzvah to use the first one, so when you're setting up the second pier, the second set, and you're drawing lots, so the lot that falls on the animal, it says this is the one that's going to be offered as a sacrifice. You know you're not, not, not using the animal. So you're setting it up for failure. You know it's going to be li'ibut. So if it was a private individual in such a case, it would be, according to the Rebbe, it would, it, would, it would be lost. It would have to die. It's only because the community doesn't die. So therefore, the laws of the chattas has to die. It doesn't apply in the case of a communal sacrifice. I don't see where they mention Rebbe, you know, you have Rabba, where do they mention Rebbe? You, you keep quite, uh, quoting Rebbe, I don't see it on this page. Right, so you're asking, maybe even, you're saying even according to the rabbis, even the rabbis, um, even the rabbis, rabbis would agree that if, since he's, since he's achieving atonement, since he's achieving an atonement for the uh, with the one that's not lost right that's Rabbi Yehuda no but of course because according to the rabbis in this case you, you wouldn't they wouldn't have to die why does the other one have to die the rabbis disagree with the rabbi the rabbis hold that when you have both animals in front of you, before the achieving atonement, if we found the one that was lost before the owner achieving atonement, and I have both animals, in that case, the animal doesn't die. Unless you're using the replacement and not the one that was lost and found. But the rabbi says you do use the one, the original one. Right. So in that case, the rabbi would say, even in the case of an individual, he wouldn't die. But the rabbi says, no, even in that case, it would die. He's saying, but doesn't Rebbe admit in the case of Rabbi Ishiya, in the case of Rabbi Ishiya, we initially designate two animals, and one is just a replacement, just to get backup. Yeah. Even, even Rebbe says that if you atone with one and the other one you send to pasture, doesn't have to die. Yeah. So why is this different in that case? He says, going to Rebbe, the difference in this case. In that case is that uh, here, I can use either one. Here, initially, when I'm setting up the second pier, I'm setting it up for failure. I know I'm not using it, because Rabbi Yeshe says you have to use the first one. So if you know initially setting up a failure, if in this case, Rebbe holds that the, the second one does die. Only because it's a communal sacrifice that these laws don't apply. But if it wasn't a communal sacrifice, then it would be one of the five categories, the five, the five that the sin offering has to die. Okay. Continue. Wait, wait, just time out for a second. In general, you, you have a lottery. It's, you, it's Yom Kippur, you have a lottery. And one is Razazel, one is yeah. Rabbi Uh Now we learn the mission of Rabbi and Rabbi Huda says, Tumbles. Rabbi Huda argues. Now a mission, right? Rabbi Huda says, he seems to argue on the rabbis. The rabbis say that the other one, the second one, you should send the pasture until it gets a defect. And the Rabbi Huda says, no, it should die. So Bishlem Rabbi Yechanan, according to Rabbi Yechanan, makes sense. The Amar Shenish of Rabbi Yechanan holds a what? Which of the two is offered as a sacrifice? Uh, the the second one, the new one. Which one is sent to pasture? Yeah. The first one, the second one of the first pair. So the so the rabbis hold that because a uh, communal sacrifice uh, the communal because it's a communal sacrifice the community doesn't die so Rabbi Huda Yom was Rabbi Huda holds it does die because he holds 
that even a communal sacrifice also dies, has the same laws as an individual. So therefore, miskape b'sheni shebezuk sheni. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, the, the, which the achieve an atonement, the second pair, the second one from the second pair. El Rab according to Rab Damar, who holds sheni shebezuk sheni, that which one is sent out the pasture, the the new one. The second, the second lottery, the animal of the second lottery, the first one is what you offer as a sacrifice. So Rabbi Huda Yamus, so, and, and then Rabbi Huda says in this case he dies. So according to Rabbi Huda, how do you achieve an atonement? Because Rabbi Huda, as of the opinion we learned yesterday, Rabbi Huda holds that a Balachai is nitche, a Balachai could be pushed off, even a living animal would be pushed off. So since the first pair was pushed off, because its partner died, yeah. died in it. So it's pushed off. So if you're going to send the second one to pasture, the new one, so which you, so the, which you can't offer the first one as a sacrifice because it was pushed off. You're not offering the second one as a sacrifice because you're sending it to pasture. So which one is the sacrifice? But answers me sabres Rabbi Huda Shani Shabazuk Shani Koi Rabbi Huda Shani Shabazuk Rishon Koi. Rabbi Huda is going on, not on the second pair. He's going on the first pair. The first rabbis say that the second one of the first peers offered as a sacrifice. Buddha says, no, that one dies. The one that you say is offered as a sacrifice, the first one, according to the rab, that one dies because it's pushed off and it dies. The second one that Rebbe holds, Rebbe Buddha holds, and it's the second one that you bring. Yes, he argues with the rabbis. There are others who asked uh, what we asked earlier in a different way. It says in our Mishnah, Rabbi Huda says, Rabbi Huda argues with the rabbi and say, this animal that you say is offered as a sacrifice, this animal is actually dies. Lock him up until he dies. Another thing Rabbi Huda says, if the blood spills, the one that was designated for the go for the to be thrown off the mountain has to die. If the one that was designated to be thrown off the mountain dies, you can't use his partner. You have to pour out the blood. So the Mishnah says another thing Rabbi Huda says. It didn't say and Rabbi Huda said. It means another argument. Nothing to do with the argument that he said earlier. He says, It's understood that it's two, two separate halachas. That what? That the rabbis hold that a living animal is not pushed off. And that's why you can use, according to the rab, the rabbis say you can use the sacrifice from the first pair, even though its partner died in it. So not only doesn't have to die, you can use it. And the rabbis also hold that the second one, the new one, 
the second peer from the second set should should send off the pastor until it gets a defect because the community doesn't die. So therefore, all the laws of achatas, achatas, all the five cases of achatas that have to die doesn't apply to a communal sect. And Avuda argues in both cases. In the beginning, that he holds that even a chattas but even a communal sacrifice also dies. All the laws of, of a chattas, when a chattas has to die, applies. The safer and the end, when he says, they're arguing about the balachayim, are pushed off or not. But according to Rabbi Yechnon, who holds, that even according to the rabbis, which one do you offer as a sacrifice? The second one. The first one is pushed off. So, so then, then the rabbis agree with the Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda, that a, that a living animal is pushed off. My va'oid. So what do you mean va'oid? What do you mean? Like another argument? They're not, they're not arguing with it. That's not the argument. The argument is whether you send it off to, the, to, to get a defect or whether it dies. But that you don't use it, it's pushed off because Rabbi Yechon holds about lechayim That's what we said. What's the argument in Rabbi Yechon? What's the logic? Because Rav holds that Balchayim can't be pushed off. It can never be disqualified. And, and uh, Rabbi Yechon says no, that even a living animal could be disqualified. So the rabbis agreed with the principle of, of, of Rabbi Yehuda. They're not arguing with him. says kasha, it's a strong kasha. Okay, we learned in our Mishnah, another thing Rabbi Huda said, if the blood spilled out, then the one that was designated to be thrown off the mountain has to die. What's the reasoning? That part we understand. Why? Since he didn't do the mitzvah of blood, and if you don't do the mitzvah, there's no atonement. So you have to bring another another peer and to make to draw new lots. So therefore. The one that was designated originally to be thrown off the mountain is pushed off. And who the holds that even a living creature could be disqualified. And therefore he holds, okay, it has to die. But the other part, but the other case, with the one that was designated to be thrown off the mountain, dies. In this case, why, why spill the blood out? You did the mitzvah. There's nothing holding back. All you have to do, according to Rabbi Yehuda, all you have to do is draw lots. Rabbi Yehuda holds that even if he didn't uh, 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 confess, it's still kosher. So surely sending it doesn't stop it. 
you don't have to send it with the Kayan who's wearing the white garments. So it's not a deal breaker. So I did the mitzvah. I designated it. I, I did the lots, and that's all that matters. Anything happens afterwards, what do I care if it dies? So why, why are you spilling out the blood of its partner? Why, why are you disqualifying <coughs> the other, the other, the sacrifice? The answer, even though, according to Rabbi Yehud, the confession and the sending is not a deal breaker. As long as you drew the lots, you already have, have the atonement. Nevertheless, there's a, we learn from the pasuk that it has to be alive. When, the, when its partner, when he's pouring, sprinkling the blood of its partner, the other animal, the gate, the goat for the azazel, has to be alive. Where do we know this? The pasuk says, In other words, at till when does he have to still be alive? So the pasuk says, until you're sprinkling the blood which achieves the atonement. So since he died before he had a chance to sprinkle the blood of its partner, therefore it's disqualified. And you have to you have to bring it has to die and you have to bring another 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 draw lots again. The mother says, Nam Hassam, we learn of it there. Unless it dies before and then you can't sprinkle, right? Right. We learn that Hasam is Bnei Yisro Sholchu Shikleyan. We're talking about the 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 truma, the half a shekel. So Bnei Yisro Sholchu Shikleyan. They send their half a shekel. The city gathered the half shekels. Everyone's half shekel. And they send it. Benigne Moishavdu, and it was lost to stolen. Before it reached the temple, tre- treasury was lost or stolen. What's the truma again? The truma, every the obligation. Every Jew had to give a half a shekel every year. A coin was an obligation, a tax to participate in all the sacrifices. That's the truma. That's the half a shekel. Yeah. Okay. So so before they had it, so uh, before it was delivered, it was lost or stolen on the way. The guy fell asleep and uh, it was stolen from him. So so it depends. In nitruma truma. If they already separated it in the in the uh, chamber of the truma in, in the temple treasury, and then they actually already separated it from there, they already took the shkolim to buy the sacrifices, and they didn't know that this city didn't uh, didn't arrive yet. The shkolim, the tax of this city, didn't arrive yet. So <coughs> in that case, in that case, it's, they don't have to separate again. Because when they separated, they had in mind, even for the shkolim that were lost or stolen, that, that, that they didn't know about. Therefore, nishboyin, like his body, so there's the, the agent who bringing, delivering the, the half shekel, have to swear to the gaboyim, the treasury in charge, make sure that, that, that it was genuine, it was genuinely lost or stolen. Imlav, but if they did not yet separate the truma in the lishkas in that case, when they find out of the theft, they have to. So, when they found out of the theft, so when they, when they did go ahead and separate, they already knew about the theft. So their money was not included in the separation in in the uh, in the so therefore the people have to go ahead and bring the tax again, have to pay again. Hmm. 
a new collection. So different is boy Now they have to swear to the people of the city that that's what happened. It was lost or stolen. They you know they didn't pocket the money. <laughs> so in the beginning, who's losing out? In the first case, who's who's the loser? The temple treasury is losing out. They're not getting it. They lost all this money. Maybe it was a huge chunk of money. On the Upper East Side, all the shkolim of the seventy thousand Jews were, were lost. So they're losing out money. So you have to swear to them that it was indeed lost or stolen. In the second scenario, who loses out? The people of the city. You, you're taxing them again. So they, right. They have to, so that, therefore, they have to swear to the people. And then the people have to pay another half a shekel. What happens after they separated another shekel, Nimtu? They found the lost. It was lost and they found it. Maybe they had some guilty conscience and the thieves decided to return it back. They were afraid to start off with this holy money. So what do you do? Both of them are considered shkolim. You bring them both to the temple treasury and you buy sacrifices. You can't say, you know what? I paid in advance. (laughs) I paid already twice. So maybe next year I don't have to pay again. No, no, no. That you can't do. It's only for this year. Says no, it was an advance payment, right? Advance payment. Why not? I can make. I'll pay now for the rest of my life. Why not? Who says I have to? It doesn't have to be every year. Well, you know, you could. It's in a sense you could do that because it's never beyond a half shekel. Well, the rabbi, what the rabbi say you can't. To my time of the Buddha, what's the reason of Rabbi Huda? He said. Rabbi holds that the obligations of this year you can bring the next year. Fine, you can you could pay in advance. There's a good reason he says that it because you only bring a half shekel. It's not like next year they're going to have inflation and now they got to bring three quarters of a shekel. It's always going to be a half shekel. The bull of the high priest and the goat of Yom that were lost. And you separated the replacement. A communal that sinned with the, uh, that, uh, you know, sinned with, that followed an erroneous ruling of the Jewish Supreme Court. And sin in the sin of idolatry, and they brought. They had to bring a bull as a as a burnt offering, and a and a goat as a sin offering. Shavdu, and they got lost. Vifrish, vachedim tachdeim, and they and they they substituted it with others, and then they found the original ones. Kulon yamusu, all of them die. Why don't you say the same thing? Why did they have to die? Why don't you say, since I already designated it and have two, let me leave it for the next year. Hmm. Right? That's the opinion of Rabbi Huda. Now, Mishnah, they have to die. It's not an option to send them out to pasture until they get a defect and then you can sell them. Say, no, send it out to pasture until it gets a defect and sell it. You will mail it over. And then you use the money to buy a burnt offering as a, as a donation and the old. Because the laws, the regular laws of the five cases of a, of, of a chattas that it dies doesn't apply in the, by communal sacrifice. But what do we see from here? But Rabbi Huda himself 
According to Rabbi Huda, why does he have to die? There's another option. Just like the money you can pay in advance. Since he designated the animal, why don't you just use it the next year? Hold on to the next year. There's no limit. It doesn't have to be a certain age. So it's a year older. So, so Rav answered, We continue on side B. You're comparing communal sacrifices to... to, to it's not a question. Shaina Kabana Sibur, you know, sacrifices are different. Perhaps it disagrees about what he does, but it's good. What do you mean they replaced it? How did they pay for it? From the, tr- from the Trumas Alishka. So the Trumas Alishka, the money that you, has to be from that year. You can pay in advance and they'll use it for next year. They'll put it aside and then they'll add it to the collection next year. You can bring it in advance. But we're not using that money in advance. We're using that money for next year's carbon. But all the sacrifices of this year have to be purchased with this year's Truma. So it's not enough. It's not enough. <coughs> Your mother says, wait a minute, that explains the goat. Because it's, it's a communal sacrifice. Elapar, Michael Maimon, that belongs, it's a private sacrifice of the high priest. It's his, he pays with it with his money. Your mother says, you're right, but nevertheless, it's a decree. If you're going to allow the koyan to keep the pot around till next year, his private bull, and really, technically, there's no problem with that. But then you may come also to bring the soyer also, and that's a problem. You're going to kill an animal because you're making a gzeda. That's cruel and unusual punishment. Poor animal. You kill an animal, you have no choice. The Taita tells you, the same compassionate God tells us, this is, this is what you have to do. You do. Don't be more compassionate than Hashem. Hashem loves animals more than you do. Lord loves his creatures. But here Hashem says, don't kill the animal. Here you're killing an animal for no reason because of a gzeda. Hmm. So what's the answer then? And another question is... It's only ideally... You have to, you have to use, ideally you should use from the shekel of that year. But after the fact, if you didn't, it's kosher. He didn't do it in an ideal way, but you fulfill it. So what are you making a gzeder? What's the worst thing that can happen? Worst, worst scenario. So you actually, the goat, you left it alive for a year and you used it. You didn't do the mitzvah ideally, but you fulfilled your obligation. So you, based on that, you can make a decree and kill the animal. <coughs> the answer is, because the goyrel that you made this year can't designate the animal for next year. Every year you need a new lottery, you need a new goyrel. So let's be nice, let's bring this animal. So make a new, a new, uh, a new goyrel. So you make a new goyrel. Fine, you can still keep the animal around. 
and make who's stopping you for the next year's lottery? No. Who's stopping you? You know, you say you need a new a new lottery. Yeah, the goal from last year. Yeah, why not? That's what he's asking. Why not? It's like bringing a lottery ticket from nineteen ninety three and say, hey, I got the correct numbers, right? You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna work, right? That's why they put a question mark there. Next thing you know, they're going to be bringing the animals that are Tommy before and this and that. So you make a new girdle. It's not a reason to kill the animal. The mother says, Shema. People are going to make a mistake and say, I can make a lottery today for the next few years. I don't have to make a new one next year. I don't need to make every year. So therefore, they said, don't keep the animals around. It should be very clear, crystal clear. And for that, they didn't make a And for that, the animals do die. The goat needs hagrola. But the bull, par There's no lottery. You don't draw any lotteries with the bull. It's only the two goats. Because if you're not gonna, if you're gonna keep the bull around, then you're gonna keep the goat around, and uh, be too old. You sacrifice after the son. And you're gonna, and you're gonna, you're gonna. You don't need the lottery. You sacrifice a two-year-old goat. It's not, not, not so then you're worried, maybe you're going to forget to make the lottery and you'll think that the, that the lottery you drew this year for this year's animal designates it already for next year. And that doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. It has to be, a lottery has to be drawn as a designated specifically for that year. It has to be done. Only question is, could I make a lottery now for next year? If I have a mind, I'm drawing a lottery now for next year. A separate discussion, right. Again, what are you killing the poor animal? What, what, what are you guys, are a bunch of cruel, heartless, and sensitive people? He says, what, what, what are you doing? The Torah says, if the Torah tells you, Allah, you have no choice, you do it. But here, just because of the Gzedah, <coughs> so they, they give a different answer. The reason you don't leave it over for next year because you worry that maybe the Kohen Gadol will die this year. <laughs> because the owner died. If the owner died, you can't offer it because it does belong to the Kohen Gadol. It is his private sacrifice. So if the Kohen Gadol dies that year, that must have been the second temple error. That was the second temple error. Pacers asked, what's the big decree here? I mean, obviously, if the Kohen dies, we'll know not to use that sacrifice. Pacers says, not the Kohen Gadol will die. One of the one of the koyinim will die because the koyin gadol includes all the koyinim with him. Remember, he makes a confession. We had this already. He makes a confession for all the koyinim, so he includes all the koyinim in the sacrifice. So if one of the koyinim dies that year, and surely one of the koyinim is going to die that year, so then it's a problem. It says something about Moshe. Moshe. 
That makes sense with the bull. Because it's a private sacrifice. So you worry that someone's going to die. But the goat belongs to the community. Yeah. And the community never dies. Michael and Mayhem. What are you worried about? The mother says, So we decree on the goat because of the bull. Since the bull, we're worried someone's going to die. So therefore, we also can't leave the goat around and wait till ne- use it next year. In fact, in from Zeta Yamusa, you're going to kill the goat because of the decree. Hello, the Gemara answers. Zeta from Chatash Abashnasa. Since there's there there are sin offerings, both the bull and the goat are sin offerings. So there's a decree from Chatash Abashnasa, sin offering. After it's a year old, after it's a year becomes disqualified. So even though that's that's the, that's uh, the the sin offerings that were brought on the holidays, not about Yom Kippur, but he says that we don't we don't we shouldn't distinguish. Like the Yomad Gezeira, it's only a decree. He gufa. Chatash Abish Nasi. It's not a decree. It's over a year. You can't delay it for a year. Well, That's not a question. Because we hold like an Ebi that holds. When it says a year, we're talking about a year of a solar year. 365 days. Mm-hmm. But when you're counting with Yom Kippur to Yom Kippur, we're counting a moon year, 354 days. <laughs> so you don't have, it's still within the same year. It's no problem. It's only a gzeda. If you can allow, you can allow to bring the animals a year later, people won't, people are not so wise or scholarly to make a distinction. Well, really, it was still within the year because even though by the Jewish calendar a year passed already, but in the solar calendar, it didn't pass. Well, but Tanya, like we learned in the Braise, that's that's what Rebbe holds. It says by the Bati that if you sell, if you sell a house, your house, in a Walden city, and you don't redeem it the first year, then the buyer keeps it forever. It doesn't return at, after Jubilee. So what's a year? It says Shanat Mim, a whole entire year. So, so the Braise says, and Rebbe says, Rebbe says a year means 365 days. We count the Jewish calendar, 12 months. We continue in 66a, Abra. if it's a leap year, then it's for the benefit of the one who sells it. He has an extra month to redeem it. <coughs> it's a 13-month year. So therefore, according to Debbie, we can find, for example, how is it possible to still within the first year? The animal is still within the first year. Mm. So let's say you sanctify the animal, and the day before Yom Kippur, you sanctify the animal 
it was the eighth day after it was right, it was the eighth day because you have to wait eight days yeah. from its birth. So right, it's right, an eight right. day old baby, <laughs> and you're sanctifying it to offer it as a sacrifice. And it was a simple year. Right. By the next Yom Kippur, you still don't have 365 days. You have 354 plus 8, so you have 362 days. So according to the Rebbe, it's still within the year. So the Gemara says... Okay, but the Gemara, the Gemara is going to continue. We're not done yet. Let's, okay, let's stop over well, you know, here. I think they're saying let's in the whole general picture in this last section here is that if, if 